Church on the Rock, Texarkana, it's so good to be with you here today and uh, greet you and love on you. We want to thank you and pastors John and Linnell Miller of their love for us and your continued support, your continued uh, partnering with us. It's because of churches like you, we can continue to advance the kingdom there in the nation of Haiti. And uh, God is good and we love you so much. My wife's not with me. She sends her love. You know she calls this her home church. And uh, she calls Pastor John and Pastor Linnell her personal pastors. And she sends her love to all of you just as much, just as well. And so I want to just bring a little Haiti update, and then I got a little word of encouragement for you. Um, Haiti is just now reopened. They shut Haiti down totally March 19th. Um, I was there in Haiti and was able to get out on March 22nd through the intercession of our State Department of them allowing flights to come in and carry out American citizens. Since that time, we did just like you. We did live feed over Facebook and YouTube uh, to our uh, to our church members, and uh, they've just now opened the, uh, the doors back up. And not only that, they allowed the churches to open back up with very strict social distancing uh, rules and regulations. Unfortunately, not like, unfortunately, unlike, not like the United States, uh, we don't have a First Amendment. The government can shut us down or open us up at their pleasure and, and at their at their pleasure. And so we're, we just praise God that we're open back up. The chairs are six feet apart. We seat about 800 on the floor in our sanctuary. And uh, everybody wears a mask and there's wash stations and uh, hand wash stations all over the place. And so we're doing what we got to do to meet the requirements of, of Haiti and get the gospel preached. And we're still, of course, live on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Uh, people are still getting saved, advancing the kingdom. The gospel is being preached, and uh, God's got this. I know that. God's got this. You know, this pandemic didn't startle God, and uh, the, the violence in our streets didn't startle God. God knew it was all going to happen. God, God's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and God still has a plan. God has a plan for the kingdom to expand and the kingdom be established before his son returns. You know, that's why I, I, I kind of thought through what I was going to talk to you about tonight. And so I could talk about pandemics and the last day warnings of wars and earthquakes and pestilence, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. We could talk about the spirit of the Antichrist covering the earth and the globalization of governments, but not tonight. We could talk about the violence in our streets and the anarchy and such and the fact that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood or uh, against, uh, but against principalities and powers, but I'm not going to talk about that tonight either. We could talk about the last days and the soon return of Jesus Christ, and I think it's coming, baby, um, but we're not going to talk about that either. No, to talk, what I want to talk about is, is, is his plan. You see, God's moving. God's moving, even though what we see is the devil moving. What God is doing is, is he's moving in such a powerful way that I believe we're preparing to see the one of the greatest or the greatest awakening in, in our nation and, and, and globally that the earth has ever experienced. It will be a tremendous, mighty, powerful awakening to the Lord Jesus Christ and a great revival, and right, I believe, before the coming of the Lord. 
And, and, and when you talk about the plan of God, you have to begin to try to see with God's eyes. Now, I'm not going to tell you I have a black belt and I'm an expert in seeing through God's eyes. But when you spend time in prayer, many times God will begin to illuminate things to you in, and you begin to see as he sees using the scripture and you begin to understand uh, to a finer degree what he wants to try to accomplish. And it, it, it's very basic. In Matthew 24, it says, This gospel shall be preached or proclaimed into all the earth, and then the end will come. And so we're, we're seeing God move mightily in a mighty way, and I believe we're going to see God move in a, in a more, much more greater way. But to see through God's eyes and to see how God sees, you got to spend time with him. You got to spend time seeking him. And he's not, well, he doesn't want to hold back. We just have to be sensitive enough to see. The Spirit of God is sending his great host of angels in such magnitude to the earth, darkness is trembling. You see, uh, I believe these angels are right here with us right now. A great angelic army is here in the spirit realm, ministering and preparing the saints for this great and mighty move. An awakening has already begun, I believe. It's not just coming, it has begun, but you're going to have to begin to see through the eyes of God. And so, as we look and we got to see his message, you got to see his, his, his plan, his purposes for us. And, and the title of this message that I'm going to encourage you with is that we are a generation of champions. God knew we would be living in this day. God knew that there would be a pandemic that would cover the earth. God knew that it would create violence in our streets. God knew governments are looking to globalize so that they can prepare a route for the Antichrist to take his place. God knows all this. And at the same time, I believe God's shaking. The shaking is, is a spiritual shaking. It's a, a shaking of grace and love. It's not a shaking of anger. Hallelujah. The violence you see in the streets, the problems you see, that's the that's the counterfeit of the devil. The devil brings violence. God never brings violence. God pours out grace, love, and purpose, and, and, and compassion, but he's shaking. It, it was spoken of in Haggai and again in the, in the book of Hebrews that he will shake all nations. If you cannot see that God is shaking all nations, you need to go spend some time with God. Praise the Lord. God's shaking for a reason. What is the reason? Haggai in chapter 2 verse 7 says, so that they would come to the desire of of all nations. The desire of all nations is Jesus Christ. The desire of all nations is the Lord, our conquering King. And, and, and he said, and he will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. In verse 8, he says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. And then in verse 9, he says, the glory of this latter temple, that's us, we're the temple, not this building. We're the temple. We're the, we're the church. He will fill this latter temple with glory, and it shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, what place? In the place of his glory. In this place, what place? In the place, place of his presence, I will give peace. I ask you now, are you in tumultuous turmoil in your spirit? Or are you in a place of peace? Because if you are in a turmoil in your spirit, what you got to do is press into God and he'll begin to fill his the glory is just simply the manifest presence of God and so he'll fill you with his glory and in that place you will have peace 
God is shaking for a purpose because he wants to draw us closer to him. Anytime you get shaken, God doesn't shake because he's angry. You know what produces uh, the judgment in the earth? It's not just God sending judgment. Sin produces judgment. The wages of sin produces death. And so we're living in a sinful world. We're living in a fallen world. We're living in a world that is under the curse. We're living in it, but we're not a part of it. We've been separated by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. For far too long, I believe the church has sought God just for his blessings. But in this great awakening, the church will seek God for not for what he gives, but for what he desires from us. This is a shift that the church has taken. You know, we, and I love blessings. Don't get me wrong. And I do God, believe God blesses. And I, I accept and receive them when I get them, praise the Lord. But God doesn't want us to seek him for what he gives. He wants us to seek him for him and what he desires for us to take up our cross and follow after him, to deny ourselves and seek him. Here's a little side note. In Matthew 16, when Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And then Peter responded so well, and he said, you are the Christ, the son of son of God. And he said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Listen to me carefully. God does not need the church locked up in a closet or closed up in a room. God is raising up a church that will kick the gates of hell into down, praise God. Hallelujah. God's raising up a church that we're not going to be stopped by the gates of hell and by all this turmoil and by all this problem. God is raising up a church that'll take the message to their neighbors, take the message to the hospitals, take the message to others and, 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 and lay hands on people and pray for people and miracles will manifest. This is the way God sees. This is what God's seeing in this hour. An awakening is getting ready to happen. He says in 1 Peter 2, 9, you are a chosen generation. You see, my brothers and sisters, we were chosen to be here now. We didn't vote for it. We didn't ask for it. We thought, hey, before March, I thought we'd just be another happy day. Hallelujah. But things change. Yeah, there is a new normal, but the new normal is not to close the church down. The new normal is for the church to awaken. You have been chosen by God. That's an honor and a privilege. He says we're a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood signifies that we are not only here to minister unto him for others, but we have royalty. We have, we have governmental anointing in our lives. We are to take authority over the powers of darkness that rule, want to rule and reign in this earth. We're a holy nation. Hallelujah. We got to seek him for holiness. God said, be holy as I am holy. Hallelujah. And so holiness comes because you pass time in his presence. Holiness doesn't come because of rule regulation and law. That's religion. Holiness comes because you spend time with God and his spirit just becomes a part of your spirit. And you begin to walk ways that you wouldn't walk normally in the flesh. You begin to walk in ways that are pleasing to him. You're a holy nation and you're a special people. God separate us for such a time as this. I'm getting ahead of myself, praise God, because I'm going to go into Esther here in a second. But you, are, we're a royal priest. We're, we're, we're a royal, uh, we have royalty. We have government. We walk in government. And Luke, he said, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over 
all the power of the enemy. God gave us that. We got to keep walking. We've got to persevere. We got to press forward. Hallelujah. We're a special people of his praise and his worship and, and, and to spend time with him and love on him. And then he strengthens us and loves us back. But I was drawn this morning to the story of Esther, and we all know the story of Esther. It's a wonderful story. Esther was a beautiful woman. She was a Jew. She was an orphan. She was raised by her uncle Mordecai. And of course, the king was preparing to choose different women for his harem or maidservants that from that group of women, he would choose his queen. So Mordecai said, you're a beautiful woman, Esther. Go and, and, and apply, basically. And she was chosen to be a part of the maidservants, handmaidens to, uh, handmaidens to uh, be prepared to be one of the one chosen from these, this group to be queen. And of course, because she was so beautiful, she was chosen. And then there was this general named Haman. Haman is a, is, is a type and shadow of the devil himself. He wanted to destroy God's people. He hated the Jews with a passion. And no one knew Queen Esther was a Jew at this time. And he had developed a plot that he would and, and got the king to sign, sign a law that he could go and begin to destroy the Jewish people. And Mordecai had discovered this. And you know the story. He was at the gate crying out to, to God in and, and sackcloth and ashes and fasting and prayer. And Esther had learned that Mordecai was at the gate and, and she sent somebody down there and said, find out what's going on. And so the, the Mordecai explained to her servants, they came back to her. She's now queen, of course. And, 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 Esther, and said, you got to go and uh, you got to go and speak to the king on our behalf. General Naaman is going to destroy us. She says, I can't go see the king unless he calls me. Hallelujah. <laughs> unless he extends his scepter to me. I got good news for you. I'm going to kind of digress right here. The scepter of the Lord Jesus is always extended to you and me. We don't have to be asked to come to him. He's, he's calling us. He's wooing us. He's drawing us. And so Esther said to Mordecai, I can't do it. And, and Mordecai returned in response to Esther and said, do you think in your heart that you will escape the king's palace any more than all the other Jews? For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. But yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You see, if we keep silent, if the church keeps silent, the governments of the world are going to continue to run roughshod over us. Hallelujah. The, the, the governments of the world want to prepare a, 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 prepare a, a route, a, a way for the Antichrist to rise up and take control. The church cannot remain silent. We've got to let our voice be heard. We've got to speak out, not just behind a pulpit, in our sphere of influence. Every single person of you listening to me right now have their own sphere spear of influence. <clears throat> God wants you to touch that sphere with his gospel. We have been born for such a time as this. Hallelujah, we're a called chosen people, special to God. And God knew this was the time we were to live. Finally, excuse me, Esther re responds to Mordecai and says, all right, I'm going. I'm going to go. You guys fast and pray for three days. We're going to fast and pray for three days, and I'm going to go. And she said this, if I die, I die. 
Now that's total surrender right there, my brothers and sisters. If I die, I die. Now I'm looking to live old. I want to I wanna finish out life really old. But you know, if we die, we die. And that's taking up the cross. That's saying, okay, not my will, but your will be done in me. And you know what? I got a feeling God's not going to require the death of us. You never know. Martyrs are being slain all over the world right now for preaching the gospel. So far, so good in the United States. But there is persecution. In this last awakening, there will be a great move of God, a tremendous move of God, but there will be tremendous persecution against it too. But you know what? I read the end of the book, and so have you. We win. We get the victory through Jesus Christ. And so she goes in there. She tells him, let's pray. If I die, I die. So when she went before the king, the king extended his scepter. Jesus has his scepter. It's extended 24-7 to each of us. He extended his scepter and he said these words, what do you wish for me to do for you? Now that's powerful. I feel the Holy Ghost on this right now. What do you wish for me to do? Right now, Jesus' scepter is extended to all of us, and he's saying, what do you wish for me to do? You know what I wish? I wish there'd be such a move of God that it'd just blow the doors off, off, off the, our society. I'm looking for a move of God. You know, I don't want to just wish for something special for me. I pray in for my wife. She needs a healing. Uh, I, you know, I, those are other things, but I, I want God's kingdom to come so powerfully that we won't even be able to recognize uh, what was compared to the next move. Hallelujah. We have, a, we, we, we have a king. His scepter is extended. He's a king of mercy. He's a king of love. He's a king of kindness. His court is open to us. His golden scepter is extended to us. We have favor in his sight. We have the favor of God. And he's asking you in this time, during this stuff we're going through, what do you want me to do for you? It's an open, it's an open check. It's, it's wide open for all of us. There's some of you out there that you've been laid off and you need your job restored. Wouldn't you like to say, God, restore my job so that I can bring my tithe. Restore my job so that I can produce for the kingdom. Hallelujah. He's called us into his presence. He, he's ready to make us a champion. Champions don't ask for riches and possessions. Champions ask for souls. Champions ask for a nation. Champions ask for a city. Champions seek a move of God. It's there. Champions are released and society is dying and waiting for us. But you are a champion. I'm a champion. We're living in a generation of champions, just as Esther was a champion. And we're going to go and we're going to plead our case. And God is going to bring great deliverance to the nation of the United States, to Texarkana, to Haiti. I believe it with all my heart. Yes, there'll be difficulties. Yes, it's going to be a little harder than usual. But I believe we're going to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen before. And then I believe Jesus is coming. God bless you all. I love you. I care for you. Let me, before I leave, let me pray over you. Father God, I pray for those that are watching us here tonight on Wednesday night. I pray that you touch each and every one of them with the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you begin to stir in their spirits what they are to do at this time. Reveal to them, Lord, that the scepter is extended. Reveal to them at this time, Lord, that Jesus is asking the same question. What is it that you wish for me to do? And God, I pray that you will raise up a great and mighty army here in the, in the city of Texarkana. I pray 
pray that you raise up a people that will, that will go forth and touch others for the glory of God. Use them as vessels of miracles. Use them for vessels of power. Use them, Lord, as they lay hands, simply lay hands on the sick, that miracles occur. And God, I thank you for them all. Bless them abundantly, God, as they, as they obey in your voice. I pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you. So fill me up, I want to overflow, I want to run over, I want to run over, fill me up, I want to overflow, I want to run over, I want to run over, so fill me up, I want to overflow, I want to run over, help me to run over, so fill me up, I want to overflow, I want to run over, I want to run over, fill me up, I want to overflow, I want to run over, I want to run over, oh help me to run, Help me run over Lord. Lord, I give you my heart I give you my soul And I live for you alone And every breath that I take Every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, and I live for you alone, and every that I take every moment I'm away Lord have your way in me Amen well I hope you were challenged tonight and uh, I just pray that you'd have a blessed night and we'll, we'll see you this weekend